Welcome to Silly History. I'm Matt Pekarski. I love funny stories, especially when they come from real life. I've compiled a long list of true tales that made me laugh, and now I want to share them with you. There's a lot of crazy stuff historical figures did or said, and yet we've never heard about them. History class would have been a lot more interesting with some of these sprinkled in here and there. Not that I ever disliked learning history. Hopefully there's at least a couple of yarns you haven't heard before. Let's hear one now. How bad is it? asked Henry. It's time to prepare for your final agony, said Tony. Tony had a unique way of phrasing things. It was one of the reasons Henry appreciated his friendship. It was also why he got the uncomfortable job of telling Henry about his impending demise. Henry trusted Tony so much that he gave Tony a very singular, exceptional, significant role in his house. Tony wasn't the first to be his right-hand man, but now, at the beginning of Henry's final exit, Tony had been one of his most faithful. Few wielded the power Tony was given, even though his title would have indicated otherwise. Anthony Denny was appointed by King Henry VIII of England's Tudor dynasty as the groom of the stool. And yes, it refers to the piece of furniture and form of bodily waste. The title of his profession certainly referred to a major chunk of his responsibilities. First established by his father, Henry VII, the man who inhabited this role made sure that the king's medieval porta potty was available for use at all times. It was a travel-ready, wooden commode with a hole in the center of the seat and a plush, velvet cushion top. A removable chamber pot or pewter basin rested inside for waste collection. The groom assisted with loosening the many layers of clothing, and when the king completely voided himself, the groom was standing by with a wash basin, water jug, and towel to clean up. There was even a short poem to explain the job for newcomers. See the privy house, for easement be fair, sweet and clean, and that the boards thereupon be covered with cloth fair and green, and the whole himself, look there no board be seen, thereon a fair cushion, the ordure no man to vex. Look there be blanket, cotton or linen to wipe the nether end, and ever he calls, wait ready and prompt, basin and ewer, on your shoulder a towel. Physicians back then also saw this as a great opportunity to better track the overall health of the king. At their behest, the groom began monitoring and recording his royal highness's ablutions for them. We may assume it was a pretty low status and dirty job, but back then, not just anybody got the job. This wasn't a servant's vocation. It was highly prized by the upper class. The king appointed someone from a reliable, noble, or up-and-coming family. It was all about who you knew. Although these were the primary functions of the role when it was invented, being in such close quarters with the king at all times meant that the groom became privy to all of the inner workings of the royal household. I can certainly imagine that, if I was accompanied by an aide every time nature called, that person would probably end up hearing every thought in my head. And so the groom of the stool quickly became the king's most important and trusted confidant. As the work evolved, the groom took on more administrative responsibilities, Grooms took charge of all of the king's personal rooms, and only they carried the literal golden key that provided entry. Many kings even gave enormous credence to the advice given by their grooms. These men became de facto royalty, owned large plots of land, and held weighty influence over his royal highness. Sir Anthony Denny became keeper of the dry stamp, often used as an official substitution for the king's own royal signature. While Henry VIII was wasting away in his final years, Anthony controlled who saw the king and who didn't. 
He was even one of the few men who assisted with the finalization of Henry's will upon his deathbed. The groom of the stool was all but terminated when Queens Mary I and Elizabeth I assumed the monarchy. Elizabeth did appoint a chief gentlewoman of the privy chamber, who helped the queen bathe and wash her hair, among other things, in the private chambers. Upon the succession of James I, the position was reintroduced, but instead of assisting the king while he used the facilities, duties focused more on getting him properly dressed and not looking like a clown. Now titled Groom of the Stole, a person fulfilled the position well into the late 1800s and was finally abolished in 1901. For a job that literally focused on the dirty bottom, the men who faithfully served in this role sure came out on top. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and share with not one but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This show is a Night Owl production and made possible thanks to donations by you, the listener.